Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Then how come it says second-player score? You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. Alright, how's it? Welcome to another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score. I'm Brian, and uh, we have Kyle and Dan here, as usual. And today's episode is basically brought to us by Dan. It's it's all Dan's fault. Oh, really? This episode, yes. <laughs> Oops, sorry guys. <laughs> Everything in this episode is all, uh, is all thanks to Dan. Because, well, we're going to talk about... Um, some kind of like over the top. The, the, the theme today is kind of like these over the top monstery type things or ninja things or whatever. But um, uh, the, so anyway, we're going to start off with a, a band called uh, Ninja Sex Party, <laughs> Woo! which uh, I was introduced to by Dan. Uh, and I think you were introduced to it by Tony, right? By yeah, our, my our neighbor Tony. Tony yeah. yeah. This is part of our morning commute. He played these crazy ass songs and like songs about like an orgy for one i'm like who the hell is this <laughs> band right yeah. now i think we're like that night i showed it to you we were going to go to quarter world to check out that um dim sum place the mario dim sum right, place which, which turned out to be closed yeah. yeah so we just got drunk and watched ninja sex party the rest of the <laughs> <That's> night <right. laughs> i remember that yeah so like I, I guess you know they're like this comedy band um that uh yeah they, they make these you know kind of crazy over the top songs um they, they, they do a lot of covers and they actually sound good I mean, they're talented musicians oh yeah they have like three cover albums out so far i think it's called under the covers right 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 so right. yeah they cover like africa and toto and like rebuilt this city you know, and yeah. all this kind of crazy stuff on here even like africa <laughs> you know, but okay so the one thing i want to say about these guys and they're an independent band which is pretty cool i mean they're pretty successful just on you know doing their own thing i mean they they finance their own albums their own videos and everything and yeah so that's yeah. pretty cool um and in a, in a previous episode we talked about band names and the power of a name and i think like ninja sex party that's <laughs> you know like it's like, let's let's pick things that everybody likes and squash them into an, like, everybody likes sex and parties and ninjas yeah so well, let's <laughs> make this let's make that our name and you know i i think it's it's a pretty effective uh pretty pretty effective mm-hmm. uh naming uh, technique there uh kind of like when motley crew originally thought that they should call themselves christmas because they said well christmas is a pretty successful concept so let's well, name ourselves i had no christmas. idea about you didn't that. Know that no yeah that christmas? was their, would have been like xmas or like just literally no, like just christmas christ yeah i think um uh like was it Tommy Lee or uh, Nikki Six? One of them. That was their idea to call the band Christmas because he said Christmas is a very successful thing. So we're gonna we're gonna name ourselves after this successful thing. <laughs> but that, you know, we know how that. Turned thankfully, out, so. that that turned yeah, out differently. Thankfully not. God, imagine what that could have like brought to the table. Like here's Easter and here's Passover <laughs> and here's Kwanzaa. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, and again, like when we talked about names, I mean, like there's a. 
yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know inconspicuous names like you know bands naming themselves after like states, you know, like Kansas or or cities like Boston, you know, like <laughs> you know, that's yeah, a, you know, yeah. But but they they infuse the name with their their sound. Anyway, we're getting off track. But um, well, with Ninja Sex Party, they're they're the two members. One is a uh, Ninja Brian, who is like the, uh, a piano player, and the other one is just a singer, Danny Saxbang. So maybe right. that's they just brought their names into it. Like if we had an alter ego, I don't know. I mean, maybe get three names and slap them together yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we we do have a an idea for for a uh alter ego band uh token howley, token howley. <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that the the token howley in question being kyle <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if it, if it wasn't already obvious yeah you know? <laughs> uh so anyway um yeah have you checked out ninja sex party or? uh you know, I see their stuff on, uh, you know, our Instagram a lot, and uh, they definitely seem to be very fun individuals, um, but I have not, I haven't listened to more than just a couple of the songs or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they definitely seem to, uh, they have their shtick down really good. Oh yeah, that's for sure. You know? And yeah, I mean, they're very, they're very popular just on their own. On yes. Their yeah. Own no, so. I think that's the thing that. Um, although, I mean, I haven't really listened to a lot of their stuff. Um, I'm always impressed at their following mm-hmm. because I know, you know, in talking to you guys that, I mean, these guys are just fully independent and, uh, man, they really do very well for an independent band. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really well. And they're kind of a, they're kind of nerd punk too, because they, they, um, they have that Game Grumps thing, right? The, yes, the video game that's thing. the other half of what he does, Danny Saxman. Yeah, he's yeah. A, game, a Game Grump. Right, so. right. <laughs> Why don't you uh, explain what that is? So Game Grumps, they're pretty much, uh, they do video game reviews. Um, Aaron Hansen, he is the main guy. He's doing this angry video game nerd-esque, like constantly swearing rage quit kind of thing while Danny's hanging back. He's, he doesn't really play a lot of the games, but this is the side commentary and watching Aaron explode is just like... <laughs> a perfect combo, a perfect duo, whatever. Yeah, and like, yeah. <laughs> they even made a third band called a Star Bomb, where Aaron can just join. Mm-hmm. So they, they, being that close knit, they can just rotate their roster and just have different musical things pop on. And like, even on um, like Ninja Sex Party's albums, they have another band, Twerp, coming up. Like the okay. TWRP. Like, yeah, they're just a bunch of like. <laughs> it looks like a nerdy version of Gore. I mean, like, oh, nice. like, like the they're all, the bass player is wearing a giant lion mask and he's all like decked out and stuff. And like, they're all robots and like, they have electronic voices, like talk boxes and stuff like that. Oh, like sweet. they came down to the Doug Fur last year. I was kind of bummed. I couldn't no go. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're a bunch oh. of music nerds. Uh-huh. I mean, like they're pretty awesome. And they tour with um, Ninja Sex Party and they just sell out everywhere they went. They went to Hawaii too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They played, didn't they play at... Um Oh, what was it? Oh, that place on Kalakaua, I think. Yeah. Or no, Kuhio, maybe? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. It's been anyway, a while, I man. I've been back in like that. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, Ninja Sex Party. <laughs> yeah, they even gave Dreadlight a shout out and like on their Instagram. Oh, yeah. You told us about that. Yeah. And I actually saw a Game Grump episode. He's wearing the t shirt. And I'm like, okay, so he's at Dreadlight t shirt? Yeah. He's not actually that <laughs> wow. guy where he just gets the, the stuff. He's like, okay, cool. Here's a shout out. No, he's wearing their swag and like. Nice. It's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Oh. Something we, I kind of inspire to be like, if we ever make it big like that, I'd help everyone out like sure. that. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, they play video games and play music all day. It's perfect. And that sounds good to me. 
<laughs> so um well okay so moving on to our next the next phase so this i I think it, Ninja Sex Party segues pretty good into the next thing because, well, ninjas and over the again, this kind of over the top independent thing, which is another thing that Dan turned us on to the other day, which uh, is an indie <laughs> f- film <laughs> called Sorry Guys, called <laughs> the Loss of the Loss of Pastor, which I just love <laughs> th- because how he uh, how, how the the director the creator of the film got the name from. Uh, his autocorrect in his phone when he was trying to type Velociraptor and then autocorrected it to Velocipaster and he was like, hey. How, how does your phone autocorrect that? It's not know. even a word. <laughs> but I, I just love that that origin story. That is so <laughs> funny. I mean, that's just, that's funny in and of itself right there. And then, um, so I was like, oh, okay, I, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to check it out because, you know, you know, Dan, Dan suggested it. I thought, okay, well, you know, if, if we all... Like and we have things to say about it. We can we can you know talk about it in the podcast. So you know, so I checked it out, and I, I think to me the difference between um, Velocipaster and um, Iron Sky, which you know Iron Sky was still pretty cool, but like I, I, like I said in, in a previous in the previous episode, where I I thought like Iron Sky had the kind of a trouble deciding what kind of tone it wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Like Velocipaster, you can you know from the out from the get go what kind of movie this is. Yeah, <laughs> when no the, question. Yeah, you know like. <laughs> When the car blows up, and then uh, we're gonna. By the way, uh, this is gonna be full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen Velocipaster, go out and watch it now. Pause this podcast, watch it, come back, and then it's only an hour. It's only an hour long. It's only an hour, ten minutes. So Amazon Prime. Yeah. So watch it. We'll wait. Yeah. Prime. Come back. Yeah. Okay. Back. All right. So anyway, (laughs) so like when the car blows up in the beginning, and like instead of uh, a car being being on fire, it says you know VFX missing here, you know car on fire. <laughs> and, like, and you know, he's, you know the characters are all like, ah, you know, but you, so you can tell, okay, I, I know what, I know what we're in for here. <laughs> I know what we're like five minutes in, and this is what we're seeing. My wife and I look over at each other like, ah, oh, so that's how it's going to be, right? Huh? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then like the the part where um, I think like ten minutes in when I, uh, he goes to China. And then that the woman running through the woods, and she gets shot through the heart with an arrow. I mean, she's like she's like bleeding all over. He's like, "Are you hurt?" <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I just started cracking up at that point. I couldn't yeah. stop laughing. Like, "Are you hurt?" I had to bite to pause it while I was laughing. <laughs> and it is interesting uh, too. Like, uh, anytime someone is like beheaded or loses a limb or whatever, uh, it's like a fucking sprinkler. Uh, turned on blast right. uh, of blood. Just, <laughs> oh, the fake blood coming. And I mean, out of it. it doesn't. It doesn't even like match the heartbeat, or it's just this continuous just blast of fucking blood, yeah. like spring all and over the fucking. And it's place. obvious that the severed head or the severed limb is like a plastic thing. Like, right. It's very very obvious. No attempt made to make it look like an actual thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what else? Are oh, there so many? Well, when you have a $35,000 budget, sometimes you have to cut a few corners. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's another thing, too, that was mm-hmm. I, I found in, in, you know, behind the scenes inspiring about this was that, you know, it was, it was an independent production. Uh, like, you know, they they tried to do kick, they tried to make the movie for five years, and but they couldn't get it funded. They tried Kickstarter, they tried other things, and they just couldn't get the money. And then finally, like, the director's mom's friend or whatever ended up, you know, like, fronting. Oh, how crazy is that? <laughs> I know. Um, but, okay, so... The cool thing about it, aside from those all those little moments, f- funny moments, are that um, it actually has a lot of elements of uh, good storytelling. It has it has story story structure to it. Hmm. Like there's an inciting incident. Like right off the bat, right in the beginning, there's an inciting incident, which is you know his parents get killed, and then it follows the structure. It, it almost follows like this, the typical hero's journey structure, where like you know he gets these powers, 
um, you know, the uh, Carol, the prostitute, you know, tries <laughs> tries to convince him to use them, but he uh, he refuses. It's, that's in, that's what's called refusal of the call in in uh-huh. story structure. So like in Star Wars, you know, when you know Obi Wan tries to get Luke to you know come to come to all around with him, he says no, I can't, and then. Um, but then, but then from there, you know, when then Owen his parents and were killed, or, or his oh. aunt and uncle were killed, then it's like, okay, well now I'm gonna. So it's just like in this, where Doug's, uh, Doug learns, he finds out from uh, uh, Frankie Mermaid <laughs> in Frankie, Frankie Mermaid's Mermaid. confession that yeah. Frankie Mermaid was the one who killed his parents, and then you know, <laughs> and then he, you know, changes into the the Velocipaster and you know, kills Frankie Mermaid. It's like, okay, n- okay, you know, now I'm gonna, you know, I. You're right. I'm going to use these powers for good to kill peop- bad people, kind of thing. You know, very, very <laughs> typical <laughs> story. Stri- so, so underneath all the, you know, all the crazy, you know, over the top humor and stuff, there's actually a very solid story structure, which is what I think right. makes it easy to watch and you know, and you know, entertain. Like I was able to get through it. I, I you know, aside from pausing when I was laughing too much, you know, I, I, I got right through it. It was, it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And that, that <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty good. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, in school, that would be a C. That's not so bad. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering the fact of some of the movies that Rotten Tomatoes has, has panned, uh-huh. uh, that's 70% is, uh, wow, it's pretty good. Uh, but I think the best twist for me in the whole thing was that the ninjas, okay? So the right. ninjas are selling this, like, this ultra-addictive Coke, right? Right. But they're not selling it to be drug dealers and make money. No. They're selling it because they, too, are on the side of God. Right. And they're going to get everybody addicted to this, and then they're going to take it away. Why? Because then people flock to God to <laughs> to uh, rid them of their addiction. Right. The 12-step program. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this is a very convoluted and probably realistic way to... <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's smart. <laughs> yeah. that's actually smart, you know, uh-huh. smart writing. It's just <laughs> it's like, like that's very Thanos of them. To do I didn't that. see yeah, this yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, but on the flip side, you see like when the ninjas are practicing, like they, they obviously have no martial arts skills whatsoever. Right. Oh yeah, Dude, like they they regretted killing uh, the prostitute as soon as they like did the sword oh, slash. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, they're god, crying. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh oh my god. <laughs> 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 and that my my favorite too is that uh the ninjas uh um you know they they attack them in the the prostitute's house mm-hmm. right they attack <laughs> yeah. him but but of course the the pastor and the prostitute automatically know how to defend themselves against marauding ninjas oh yeah 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 you know there's like what like five of them attacked these two people but they knew how to actually fight them off right. and kill them. Right. Mm-hmm. Ninjas. Uh, yeah. Like, where did all these ninjas come from? <laughs> I, I, and, and, of course, I was feeling very, you know, Kung Fury-esque watching this, right? Uh-huh. And wh- I think what, there was one part, part in there where uh, he was like, he said something to the, to the prostitute. He's like, well, what are you going to do? And I couldn't help it. My job. What I always do. <laughs> my job. <laughs> I know. Yeah. How, how did you discover this, Dan? Uh, I think 
I there was a post on Facebook or something. I just it flew by, but I remember seeing a dinosaur. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. And so I kept scrolling, kept scrolling, and I saw it again, and then I saw it again. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is this? And then I actually read it. Oh, Velosa Pastor? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the the title of the article. It was like, oh, uh, possibly the best movie of 2019. I'm like, uh, I don't know, right. I don't know. So then I watched it. I turned it off as soon as he got his first kill. You know, he's he's reflecting. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, this is fucking stupid. So I turned it off. <laughs> and then like the next day, I'm like, no, you know what? You couldn't stop thinking about it. I mean, like, I got to know what happens. This guy turns into a dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, I, it's I, not even a good dinosaur. It's a paper mache thing on like right. on a wheelchair right. or whatever it is. I mean, it sucks, but right. it's so funny. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. obviously, I mean, there's obviously a certain market, a target market, a target audience for this kind of thing. Yeah. Which is. I think us <laughs> and, and, and people like us, but yeah, you know, or people, you know, if you like Kung Fury, you're gonna like Velocipaster, I think. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you know, but it's, just, it's not for everybody. But for the people who are, who get it, I think you know, they, it's it's just a you know, it's a kind of a cult classic kind of thing. I was I was reading a review of it where the reviewer was like, well, the headline I think it was like, how can you not watch a movie called Velocipaster? And like they went on to say that like, um, they didn't bef- before going into the movie, they didn't know what to expect, but it's like. No matter what, no matter whether this bud, the mo- this movie had a budget of five dollars or five million dollars, that dinosaur better be the shittiest looking dinosaur I have ever seen on film. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even try to cover up the fact it was gloves for his claws. Right. I mean, it looked like oven mitts, and they didn't even try to tuck in the collars or anything. They just left it. Like, Screw it. I, Screw uh, it. Yeah, I had I had seen uh, some posts somewhere. Uh, on the Velocipaster like probably about two days before you had said something about it, right? <laughs> and then when you said something about it, I'm like, oh, shit, we're going to have to watch this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, I'm like, the universe is telling us to watch this, you know? Yeah. So I know I kind of wrote it off when I first saw it. I mean, I'm looking at it first. I'm like, oh, Velocipaster. Well, dinosaurs, people turning into dinosaurs. Ooh, wow. This is almost like Iron Sky. Almost like Kung Fury. No, no, I'm just not. I I can't go there, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then when Dan was like, "Hey, I saw this thing about Velocipaster. That's so like, it's weird. I mean, so it's almost, <laughs> almost like serendipity, right? Yeah. Or the Matrix that worked there, where you saw it, the thing, and you were th- you're thinking about it, and then Dan, and then yep, Dan when I, in, Yeah, when yeah. I saw that Dan had had seen it too, and that he was like, uh, like considering watching it, I'm like. Yeah, it looks like I'm watching Velocipaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know why I turned it off. Maybe I wasn't in the right mood or the right headset. Probably, yeah. I, mean, I just came home from work. I'm like, oh, what a crap day. You know, turn it on. I'm like, this is just like work. <laughs> no, <I'm> like, <laughs> like nothing is making sense. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. I just went through eight hours of this. I'm not going to do any more. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Do you remember what was the budget on Kung Fury? Um, they raised what did they raise? Like, oh shoot, they went over their goal, didn't they? Uh well, they had like two goals. There, one one was a stretch goal. If they made like I think a million dollars, that they would you know do a feature length length, but they didn't hit that. But they made enough to cover the the thirty minute version, which they did, which I think was seventy thousand. Oh, okay, maybe? yeah, I was I was wondering what it was comparatively to Velocipaster. So yeah, uh, so they they definitely had more of a budget because I was like thinking today, I'm like, man, you know, they could have like green screened the whole fucking thing like um, uh, Kung Fury did. Mm. Um, they might have, you know, like effects wise and 
budget-wise and everything, it might have made better use. They could have done a little bit more. But I mean, I guess I shouldn't. I shouldn't argue with greatness. You know, <laughs> it, it. It. By by them doing what they did, we got to see the Velocipaster that they made, right. which was incredibly bad yet incredibly good. Yeah, I think it was appropriate. Okay. It, Here we go. It's 630,000 okay, on oh, Kung Fury on Kickstarter. I was only off by a factor of 10. <laughs> wow. God, but, 11 million views in five days on YouTube. That practically paid for itself. Damn. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot more visual effects in, wow. in Kung Fury. So. Well, and David Hasselhoff. And David Hasselhoff. Yes. You yes. got to pay that guy. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... I, I don't know. I, I think uh, for what it was, I think it really, or Velocipaster, for what it was, it really kind of achieved what I think what it was set, set, setting out mm-hmm. to yeah. do. No, I think that was good. I was, was waiting good. for like a Bill Murray cameo or something. <laughs> just just something, you know, because <laughs> it'll be right with the same trope of the whole movie tone. You Apparently, know? like the, I, I was reading more about it, like the, the, the director, the creator, he was, um, he, he, at first he thought of doing something kind of serious, like what, you know what would be the the ramifications, the theological ramifications of having a a priest who believes in dinosaurs and evolution. And he thought he was thinking about it afterwards. He was like, "Oh, oh fuck! It. I'm just gonna make a fun movie that's just you know just oh, is over that. the top." Yeah. And stuff. he didn't believe in dinosaurs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah he said yeah. some the whole evolution like thing. You know, like yeah. uh, there's a. Have you guys ever heard of the? Uh, it's actually a, a movie franchise called uh, Thanks Killing. I saw that like two movies over as I was scrolling. Yeah. Yeah, same, I saw that. Same kind of uh, vibe and everything. Uh, it's like this it's, killer turkey. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched about 10 minutes of the first one. Uh, and? And? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I might try to revisit it again sometime, but first time around, I don't know. I, I think it was it was early in the morning. Uh, oh, okay, and, gotcha. and I was kind of like, "What is this thing's killing?" Right, mm. so I just wanted to give it a quick look, and uh, it was horrible. And <laughs> but once again, <laughs> potentially horrible in all the right ways. And so I, I should probably like check it out another time. Um, you know, maybe what I'll do is. Uh, if there's a, a night where uh, the wife goes to bed early or something, I'll, I'll watch it then. I I think I really, I, I kind of push the limits making her watch a Velocipaster. Um, yeah, that was a hard sell for Molly, yeah, too. She, that, that was uh, a hard sell. I mean, I, I think she somewhat enjoyed not her, it, not her, but not, her not, jam, not <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the same way I enjoyed it. All right. So uh, moving on to the beer section. Um, again, it's kind of tied in with the theme with monsters and over-the-topness. And also Dan brought this beer. He picked it out of Rod, so. Uh, Yay. <laughs> Blame Dan. It's the uh, Bat Squatch <laughs> Hazy IPA <laughs> from Rogue, uh, which is a local local brewery in the Northwest area. Uh, independent as well. So that's, you know, we're we're doing all these indie productions today of, uh, you know, over-the-top monstery cool things. And it's a... Uh, it's a hazy IPA that, if I can read this right, because my eyesight is going, um, this is 6.7%. Holy Ooh, crap. Okay. That's a pretty... High octane. Yeah, pretty high octane, especially for a, for a hazy. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, it says, I can't read this. <laughs> my, my eyesight is bad. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's a little star on here telling you what it tastes like. Uh, tropical citrus... A little bit of pine, 
Let's see. Um, 54 IBUs. I like it. I don't know. It's, uh, it I will fruity. say, okay, we, I've made no bones about this before. I don't think I've ever, we've ever talked about it on the podcast, but okay. I am not a big fan of rogue. I never have been. Uh, I'm a fan of them. Uh, I, I, I've been to the, to the rogue brewery and taken the tour and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're a really cool place. Like, uh, the way that they do everything, it's, you know, it's definitely, you know, it was a grassroots operation and yeah. they kind of maintain that independent spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, they make a pumpkin ale every year, like a seasonal, mm-hmm. they grow all their own pumpkins. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They grow, uh, I believe they grow their own hops. Yep. Like they have their own hop fields. Yep. Uh, they bottle, they do all their own bottling. Um, they, um, you know, when they went out and they go buy a bunch of equipment, they don't go buy brand new equipment. They go find someplace and they buy. Yeah. They, they try to be very equipment. eco-friendly. Yeah. I think they even do a, a um, some kind of uh, program for their employees who have side, side jams where like if you're a musician or an artist or whatever they had, they kind of you know, provide you with seed money if you have a thing going like that and nice. for the employees. Yeah. So I, uh, very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Work road. So, I mean, I, I like yeah. them a lot, um, but I've, I've just never really liked their beers very much. And, and uh, I, the only thing that I can equate it to is that I don't have a good taste for whatever yeast they use because mm. it's the same flavor in every beer that kind of like turns me off a little bit. Okay. But with that said, uh, this uh, Bat Squatch is probably the best beer I've tasted from them. Oh. I actually like like this. I would drink this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so, I don't know. I mean, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do like this a lot. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I uh, personally, I like their beers. And um, uh, I, when, you, when you mentioned yeast, I read that they actually have a beard ale, which was made from the yeast that they found in their head, in their brewmaster's beer. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. They, yep. They how went does, around. They went around and they. they how does that work? Samples. So they, they, they uh, went around and they swabbed the uh, beards of all the guys working there. Uh-huh. Right. And then they went in and they uh, extracted the yeast off of the swabs, and Ooh. then and then they cultured that yeast. And uh, <laughs> but yeast is apparently everywhere. Oh, right? it's it's everywhere. Uh, like okay, so so I take uh, a packet of yeast and I throw it into the beer when it's um, you know once once it's cooled down enough after the boil, I add the yeast and then it does its thing. You don't actually have to do that. By doing that and then putting it into uh, um, an airlock, what you're doing is you're basically saying, this is the only yeast that is going to be uh, fermenting this. Mm. So that way you have control over the flavor and all bunch of different things, right? Mm. But, and I've done this before, uh, is you can actually just take your beer um, uh, leave it open and put like a, a shirt over it um, because like the shirt is enough to where like bugs and stuff won't be able to get into it. Okay. But uh, it's still porous. You know, I mean, it's fabric. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeast is so small, it passes right through that. I mean, there's still airflow going through the shirt. Right. Uh, so yeast will get in there and it will ferment that beer. Um, I've, I've, uh, I make vinegar that way oh. is, uh, oh. I'll, I'll, um, make, uh, basically 
what would be apple cider. Mm-hmm. You know, I take a bunch, just a crap ton of apples and sugar and just mix that in with some water. And then you cap that off with, with a, a tight um, T-shirt. And you just like rubber band it down or whatever. Yep. And then you just wait. And after about two weeks, it ferments. And then after about another two weeks, it goes from alcohol to vinegar. Um, and so you, you could do that with the beer. Thing is, is you have no control over what kind of yeast goes in there. So one time it tastes this way, one time it tastes this oh, way. Yeah, yeah. And it takes, it takes longer to ferment. Um, it takes about two weeks for that to ferment. Whereas when I add like a packet of yeast, it takes three or four days to ferment, Mm. you know? So that's all I mean, but yeah, yeast is everywhere. (laughs) Absolutely everywhere. From the beards of humans. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but well, and, and you know that, that, uh, before Louis Pasteur, um, figured out what yeast was that it existed Mm -hmm. um the whole world just thought alcohol was a gift from god which it still might be yeah i mean it it, it is it is i know we have metaphorians to explain i feel that it doesn't change anything for me (laughs) i mean just because we found a uh, scientific uh uh explanation as to how this happens i'm like yeah but yeah, someone watching over us still made this. <laughs> right. It's still a gift Which to us. Which brings us back to the Velocipaster. Yes, Velocipaster. <laughs> I mean, here's some juice. I forgot about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the way this makes me feel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just like that, we have come to the end of another episode of Second Player Speaks. Check out Ninja's Next Party. Check out the Velocipaster. Check out the Bat Squatch Hazy, a- Hazy IPA from Rogue. Um, and don't forget, yeast is everywhere. And yeast you is just, everywhere. You know, go get yourself some uh, juice at the store. Open it up. Leave it hanging out in your closet for a while. You've got hooch. There you go. <laughs> and uh, so we are second player. It's not player easy, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we are second player score. We're a band, but we are more than just a band. We make these. We make these podcasts. We uh, we write novels and scripts and. Uh, we brew beer and we do all kinds of things. So anyway, check us out at secondplayerscore.com on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, um, basically Spotify. Yeah. Basically anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Aloha. Later. Peace. You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.